Welcome to Canucks After Dark. Here are your hosts, Parker Hallowell and Clay Emo. Good evening, Vancouver. Wednesday, August the 18th. Welcome back to Canucks After Dark, your home for once a week late night hockey coverage. Uh, my name is Parker. Uh, you know me as Parker's Pucks. And as always, I am joined by my wonderful co host, Canuck Clay. How are you doing this weekend, Clay? This week is good, man. I uh, had to go back to work, but I was okay. I was re energized after a nice weekend in Victoria. Got to meet a few YouTube uh, people and, and Twitter people. And more importantly, got a chance to spend some time with my lovely bride, Gail. And yeah, but it's been good. It's been good. As you saw, I was on the golf. The golf uh, course and uh, drained yeah. a sweet putt, no looker. Yeah, exactly. Almost, and almost broke away at the end, but <laughs> well, I'll, I'll send you the deleted videos. <laughs> right, the, the six, yeah. the six takes before. <laughs> things are good, man. How about you? Good. About you? Yeah, no, things are great as well. Um, yeah. Feeling good. Feeling uh, excited for just looking forward to the season starting. Uh, you know, we're mid-August. We're sort of like it's been three weeks since free agency. We're about mm-hmm. three, four weeks from training camp. So uh, it's we're getting closer and closer. We're close to football season starting. Uh, just everything is we're we're getting to the point where the fires might start to die down. We get some rain coming. We get into the the wonderful fall season, which at this point is might be becoming my favorite season because you get football, you get hockey, yeah. and and we're gonna dive into a, a really exciting year, hopefully for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, and that's just a month or two away. You're a big NFL guy, right? Uh, just Seahawks, really. I I follow okay. the league kind of closely, but but mostly Seattle. Enough to do like a, a fantasy dra- or a, like a, a fantasy draft. Yeah, I'm in yeah. I'm in two leagues, so okay, I'll, I'll casually pick some players. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I I of our ten guys in our league, I, I easily know the the least amount of NFL. You know, I'll just look up the rankings, the Yahoo rankings. So last draft they did it on a night where I was bowling in a league. And um, I actually ended up winning the, the 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 whole thing, and I had no clue who I was picking. I was halfway between shots every time, so maybe maybe I just got to distract myself. That's and not the key. Overthinking. I love it. Um, so we do have a good chunk of uh, of stuff to get to tonight, about mm-hmm. the same as last week, but we pulled it off really well last week. So I think we are going to uh, we're going to crush it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we get started, uh, everyone in the live chat, we do see you guys. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out and uh we will be getting your feedback throughout the show we will have our our don't do that segment somewhere around the middle as well uh and yeah we can just pull up your comments right here on stream uh as we go through so um we will be doing that as we go and i see some people already talking about the marquee piece of news for the vancouver canucks this week and that is a contract being signed uh, and that is jason dickinson who is uh going to be a very important piece for the Canucks team, maybe not as important as the guys who aren't signed yet, uh, like Elias <laughs> Pettersson and Quinn Hughes, but um, a third line center who is basically replacing um, Brandon Sutter's previous role uh, and hopefully doing a much better job of it. Signs uh, the terms for those of you who are not aware yet: three-year contract, two point six five million dollars average per year, so a bit over seven over the life of the contract, uh, and there is no no trade protection on it so there's no 
trade clause. There's no, it's so hard to double negative that. Uh, but basically, he is eligible to be traded, waived, whatever. The Canucks can do whatever they want with him. They can send him to the AHL if they really want to. Um, but it is a flat three year, $2.65 million deal for the Canucks uh, bona fide third line center. Yeah, hopefully we won't have to exercise that. Uh, the, I mean, we won't have to trade him or move him anywhere. This is good, Parker. And let's, you and I will agree, we didn't talk about this before, but we'll try not to use the term tidy piece of business because I think that's a little, little bit being overplayed. It was tidy, though. <laughs> it was tidy. <laughs> and it's so tidy. It's so clean. You got to think of what we trade away from. Not a lot, right? We, a third round pick in this year's draft. And we we basically I don't want to say take advantage, but we we leverage our our expansion draft position against Dallas's. And yeah, you're right, man. This is good. Um, under eight million dollars. And I know you talked about it in, in your video where we just said this is fine for this term instead of one year or two years for three years. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's we're really talk- good. Actually, we're talking about a guy who just turned twenty six. Uh, mm-hmm. And you look at most sort of age curves, and and basically. You know, most players are in their prime nowadays and when they're like 24, um, but they really start to see that drop off when they're, you know, 30, 31, 32, right? Yeah. Look at a guy like Louis Erickson, prime example, goes from scoring 30 goals when he's 29 to one against his own team when he's 30. Um, yeah. And now we get, you know, Jason Dickinson, who's 26, and it's a really low risk move, in my opinion, right? You're getting a guy for three yeah. years, not crazy term, right? It's still he's 29. If things yep. go really, really bad, it's a problem for three years. And he's mm-hmm. he, there's no uh, trade protection of any sort, so they can ship him off if need be. Um, if the Canucks are in a bad spot two years from now, and maybe this playoff push hasn't gone as well as they think and you know obviously i'm not hoping for this uh but let's say the canucks are you know faltering and and not really in a playoff position two years from now well he's a good rental piece and they'll recoup that third round pick at least that they got for him for dallas this year um it just i there there's no real downside uh here for me i agree with you and i think uh we should talk about both how to fix the canucks on the ice and then off the ice on the ice we know that may- maybe the hope is that Bo Horvat will not get the tough defensive matchups. We know that Horvat's got some really good hands, got some really good wheels. We saw the way he doubled Deke St. Louis all through the bubble. Oh, yeah, Vince, yeah, that was Vince pretty- Dunn is just replaying <laughs> that on the loop. It was pretty sick. And then so let Horvat flourish with a guy like Garland and and get his points and not have to worry about being on every single defensive zone faceoff. Let Dickinson do that. Let Dickinson kill penalties. And then as we'll, I'm sure we're going to be talking about in a few minutes, basically it means the Canucks have two more priorities for the offseason, massive ones. But I know we'll get to that. Yeah, so Dickinson should help make the Canucks stronger all the way through the lineup. And everyone's talking about a good top nine, a large part because of him. Yeah, it, it really rounds it out, right? And, you know, we, we, we talk about Bo Horvat as, you know, he's always been sort of, people always have tried to, like, pigeonhole him into being a, a good two-way center. Um, and that's not been out of ability. That's been out of necessity for the Vancouver yeah. Canucks. It's basically been, well, we've got no one good enough to play yeah. both ends of the ice, right? So Bo, <laughs> Bo is the best we've got. And defensively, he's fine, but it, it's definitely not his strong suit, right? We've yeah. seen when he gets these opportunities to, you know, show his offensive skill. He's got hands. He's got foot speed. He can work in the corners if he needs to. He's got a good quick shot when he needs it, right? In the bumper spot, especially, we've seen. So giving taking away this defensive ice time right where the Canucks would put him out for every defensive zone draw because he's the only one that could win face-offs and he'd get stuck out there at times 
Uh, and it's, you know, basically making it so he plays half of his game in the defensive zone. Well, now you can throw him in the offensive zone for 70% of his game. Give him an extra two minutes in the offensive zone a night, three minutes in the offensive zone a night, and just really unlock his potential and not sacrifice the defensive side because you're adding a, a guy who it's his bread and butter is to live in the defensive zone and, and win battles and get the puck out uh, and move up the ice for his team. Love it. Uh, so I love the effect it's going to have on, on Horvat's game. I love the effect it's going to have on our top nine overall. And I love the effect it's going to have on our penalty kill. Uh, as much as we make fun of Louis Erickson, when he was in the lineup, we knew that there was some pairing of Sutter and Mott and Beagle and Erickson, or Sutter and Erickson and Beagle and Mott. We just knew that Sutter and Beagle were the two penalty killing center men. And yeah. then you put Mott and Erickson. Sometimes you bring in Pearson or Miller if you have to. But now you can run out, you know, Dickinson and Sutter as your two centers. And likely Mott and, you know, maybe it's Highmore or whoever's going to fill that 12th forward spot. But at least Dickinson fills a big gap that you lose when you trade away Beagle, Roussel, and Erickson, who are technically all decent, decent penalty killers. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, it really just sort of we're setting everything up so much more structurally now, right? Mm. It's a lot less of here's 12 guys and we're going to just try to make everything work throughout the night, right? <laughs> and we, we would see this, you know, we, we'd see Travis Green breaking out the, the blender, the, breaking out the Vitamix it's 12 minutes into the game on so yeah. many occasions because either the Canucks aren't getting any help for their goaltenders or they aren't getting anything going in the offensive zone. Uh, there was always something that was broken. Uh, but now it's okay. The Canucks need some, the Canucks are up a goal and need some really strong defense. Well, let's play the, our defensive units a little bit more. Uh, Canucks mm -hmm. really need a goal. Well, we have two lines that have really good firepower and honestly a third line that might have some decent scoring chances as well. Um, so the ability to have what looks like three really solid structured lines uh, can only help in my opinion. And I've even heard stuff Parker, like play Dickinson in the top six as a winger and bring JT Miller down to the third line as a center. I know we've talked about that before, so you're right. It's just the versatility, the flexibility and Travis green, as you said, is not afraid to experiment, to try new things. But the other thing Parker, and I know we talked about this Travis green, he seems like when he puts together a line or a pair at the first day of training camp, he kind of like he I, he obviously thinks about this with his coaches. He sometimes sticks with those pairings and those lines at least to start off because he wants obviously the maximum amount of time to to build chemistry. So we'll yeah. see. I'll be interested to see who lines up with who in September, whatever it is, twenty third, twenty four, whenever that training camp opens. Yeah, and chemistry is definitely going to be interesting because I, yeah. we can look at it and we can piece our thoughts on what the lines are going to be, and we've sort of done this right. You're going to have the lot of line up top. Then you're gonna have Horvat and Hoaglander and you're and Miller and then and then you know that that's your top six, but yeah you can make some moves right if you need to move you know if Pod Colson let's say excels uh, compared to what we expect you can bump him up to yep. that second line and and yeah move a Miller down and then really have three highly dynamic lines, um, or, or you know maybe Horvat is working better with Pearson like he has in the mm -hmm. past and. And you need to move, you know, Hoaglander down. And and now again, you have you have these exciting lines. You have three lines that have high potential. You don't have Brandon Sutter on your third line. You have him locked yeah. to that fourth line in case unless there's an injury. Um, and, and I think uh, I, I, again, I'm just I'm just excited. I'm excited to see what these guys can do. Me too. And I love the fact where before the end of the season, we were projecting next year's top six 
And you're like, okay, well, maybe Podkolz can fight Hoglander to play with Horvat and Pearson. But then that's, you kind of ended after those seven forwards. That was before Connor Garland, and that was mm-hmm. before Jason Dickinson. It's so much better now. And that's why a lot of people are excited about this team. Yeah, well, the, maybe they might not do so well keeping pucks out of their net, not because of the goalies, but because of the D. But at least they're going to put a lot of pucks in the posing net. At Hopefully. least that's the whole. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm good. I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I'm, I'm looking in, in sort of chat here, and I think we're seeing the the same, uh, the same. I, I can't think of words right now, but the same sentiment coming yeah. from coming from chat. Everyone, most people are are pretty excited um, to see what's going to happen. And, and yeah, bringing in him and Connor Garland just adds so much. Right. Yes. Uh, and yeah. if you think of who went out the door this year, right. Uh, Beagle, Roussel, Erickson, Vertanen, Gaudet uh and lind yep and you're replacing that with a bunch of depth which most of that was and then dickinson and garland and just the forward group is is a ton uh a a, a lot improvement there yeah. we caught the late ferry back sunday night uh saturday night from nanaimo the, the latest one at 11 p.m so i i tweeted out i watched connor garland highlights and oh man it got me even more excited. I, I admittedly, yeah. I still don't know a lot about him uh, aside from what people tell me. But once I watched that five in the highlight pack, the guy is fearless, man. I, mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait. And uh, Jason Dickinson will be wearing number 18. So if you have a jersey that you want to get renamed plated, it is uh, that easy. Uh, might be a, just a quick, easy swap for you. Go, go yeah. put a Dickinson name on the back. I do have a Vertanen jersey. I do, and uh, I don't know if they yeah. can do that with a jersey, though. That might be tough. <laughs> it, it, might not, it might not look you so great. Might, you might just need the duct tape. That might be your uh, your best uh, your best Dang. course of action. Yeah, I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. All right. Um, a couple other Canucks things that did come up this week. Uh, Breezebaugh is uh, is resigned, uh, but there's no. He's an AHL body at this point, and right. and we we talked at length last week about the Canucks defensive depth that they have. Right, the Canucks don't have much maybe high end defensive talent potentially on their roster, but they do have a lot of depth, mm. uh, and that came from Jim Benning signing basically an entire team worth of guys at the at the start of free agency, uh, and Breezebaugh gets added to that list, and you know he's going to be competing with. Brad Hunt, Jack Rathbone, yeah. uh, Ashton Sautner, even like there's so many, there's so many defensemen that are going to basically th- this AHL team is looking kind of stacked. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't think we'll be seeing uh breeze Bois. I think it's kind of it for his NHL dreams at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting, didn't within um, a couple of days of each other, didn't they sign both breeze Bois and Sautner, but one of them was signed by the Canucks, like the big Canucks. Yeah. And one of them was signed by Abbotsford. Yeah, Sautner, right? Sautner got an AHL deal, uh, okay. and Breezebois got a two-way NHL deal. So it's right. going to end up being the same, but technically Sautner Breezebois isn't the, yeah. Vancouver Canucks property. He's Abbotsford gotcha. Canucks property. So if you had, not that anyone's doing this, but if you had to rank Breezebois versus Sautner, I guess given that Breezebois got the two-way, i.e. potentially called up to the Canucks contract, uh, he's more valued. But you're right, they're going to end up in the same place with a stacked, uh, hopefully a stacked Abbotsford blue line. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I I think I think this Abbotsford team definitely has uh, some real potential. And we'll talk a little bit more about Abbotsford later on. Oh, so that's uh, why they did what they did then, because they're going to be so good. Okay. Maybe. I'll, I'll come back yes. to that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I see where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Could, could be. Um, 
uh, all right, let's just keep moving. Let's just keep firing through this. This was sort of the other big uh, topic just in the NHL uh, for the week, and that is ads on jerseys. Um, yeah. Now, here's sort of the timeline of things that happened, right? Um, at the beginning of this season or sort of in, in like December, uh, the NHL came out and said, hey, we're going to be putting ads of like our title sponsors on helmets. Uh, and mm. they just slapped them right on the side. Uh, you know, the Canucks had Rogers. It was basically the, the title sponsors, right? Like whoever sponsored the arena typically was the sponsor on the names uh, or on the helmets. Um, you know, the the Flames had Scotiabank. Mm-hmm. Um, Pittsburgh had PPG Paints. Uh, it was basically all of all of the same sponsors. And the NHL said that they basically retained like $100 million in sponsorship fees uh, from that just in this year. Um, mm-hmm. because otherwise, you know, those sponsors would be like, Hey, give us our money back. Cause no one went to our arena. Um, and then they said, well, don't worry about this. Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's just the helmets. We're not going to put this on jerseys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. you know, literally eight months later, um, <laughs> it has come out that not for this season, but for next season, they're going to put be putting ads on the jersey and it's similar to the way the nba is doing it uh where the nba it's basically like my adidas logo on my shirt uh it's gonna be basically right there and it's just gonna be slapped on um now they say that the maximum size is three and a half inches or three point yeah three and a half inches in width and if i pull out yeah i loved i loved your video uh when you stuck a sticker on yourself this is a costco card okay uh, a credit card, your standard credit card is 3.37 inches in width. So about three and a half inches. So, you know, you can imagine about that big at max uh, taking up the spot. Now, it probably won't be that big uh, because I can see NHL teams sort of weighing the jersey sales to advertising dollars um, thing. But what's your initial thought on this? Well, I did like your video. Actually, I, I watched your video to get all my info on it before I even pulled up any news. And uh, so I, without trying to be biased by what you said, I don't care. Like, I, I actually, I honestly don't care. Mm. Um, I'm not a big, sorry, I, it's not that I don't care. It it doesn't bother me. I'm not as big as, uh, say, a, a Jersey fanatic or Jersey traditionalist as many people are. I get why people are upset. I really do. I, I understand that. In fact, there's another YouTube vlogger named Clay, Clay Shagel out of Chicago, who I, uh, I watch quite a bit, not just because we have the same name. And he, Parker, he was so upset. He wrote a, he did a vlog called I'm Done and he's not going to do vlogs anymore because he is so upset. Like he's still going to do other types of, of uh, you know, of, of content, but he was so upset about this because, and he, he made a statement like a year ago saying if the, the NHL ever puts um, ads uh, on their jerseys that he, he'll, he's going to stop a certain portion. And so true to his word I, to me, that's a little bit over, over the top, but, um, and probably cause I feel the exact opposite. It doesn't matter to me. I, I, I can see why I understand why I know it's done in Europe. I know Europe sports, European sports is way different than North America. I get all that. I know NBA does it, but for me, as long as, uh, kind of like what you said in your video, as long as it's tasteful, as long as it makes sense. And it's, it's at least, it doesn't have to be perfectly on brand Parker, but it can't be anti-brand. Like it, it can't be so stupid that you're wondering why the Canucks have that on there. Color matching under. is very important. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. And I noted the Lakers Jersey that had the wish yes. logo on it. It's the same color as like every other part of the Lakers Jersey. Um, and that's big, right? If the Canucks put a bright red Rogers logo on their mm-hmm. blue and green Jersey, it's going to look bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Um, and it, it comes down to a couple things, right? Uh, there's some people saying, well, it makes up for lost revenue. Uh, yeah. They were going to do this whether or not they had lost pandemic revenue or not. This is their excuse to do it. It's not like they're going to stop doing it once they've made up that lost revenue. Yep. Um, also, we don't get it's not like ticket prices are going down because of it. Right. Like it's right. like there's no benefit. There's no benefit to us. Right. At the end of right. the day, it's it's literally uh, the there's just going to be ads on the jerseys and probably on the jerseys we buy, which is I don't care that much about them being on the players. Right. Yeah. Because there's so we see so many ads already. Right. There's ads on the boards. There's ads in the name of the arena. There's ads between every six minutes of play. There's yep. ads on the there's superimposed ads on the glass at the ends of the ice. There's ads oh, those everywhere. Aren't, those aren't real. No, they don't have oh, okay. a big. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, those are fake. <laughs> um, they have ads on the ice. They have ads everywhere. But I don't want to buy ads, you know, right. I, I don't want to. You know, if is there a chance if, that the retail ones don't have the ads though? There could be, but I I don't know. Um, okay, we they haven't announced that. But if yeah. I if I go and if I had bought like my black skate jersey, and it had a little Rogers logo right here on it, <laughs> like it it it's not as it's not as good, right? Um, so that that's where that's where I'm bothered by it. It's less sure. so like the players on the ice, like whatever. I'm not going to notice it. The yeah. ones in the helmets, I phased after a while. I don't buy any helmet helmets. Uh, yeah. To wear around. You usually um, don't wear one to a hockey game. That's true. <laughs> no, not if I'm not playing. Uh, it's it's just I don't want to buy. I don't want to spend three hundred dollars on a jersey with an advertisement on it. That's uh, fair. So basically I got, my thought. Right. So two more questions for you. Two more discussion points. Number one, um, do you subscribe? Do you agree with this argument that why do the owners need it because they're already making so much money well if i was in their shoes i would say i mean look the the people who own hockey teams are billionaires right yeah yeah you don't you don't become a billionaire without milking every penny you can uh mm. and and you know it's it's a business um they've been given a beautiful excuse like a really easy excuse to implement these things uh yeah. in all the lost revenue they've had um and you know over time it's going to make the money right so, right uh, i don't I, it doesn't surprise me um uh but yeah okay so my second question is and I, I think i know the answer do you between you and me do we make enough money where we could offer to sponsor by putting a canucks after dark patch on their jerseys yeah so here's the thing uh <laughs> i don't think so i okay. think it's it's gonna be in the uh in the seven digit range Including uh, not including the decimal points. Okay, dang it. Okay. Yeah. No. So okay. if uh, if we start getting millions of listens to every episode, then we can probably pull it off. Okay. So, folks, tell your friends about Canucks <laughs> After Dark, because um, that would be that would be great. Yeah, Parker <laughs> and I need about a uh, hundred thousand more subscribers on both of our channels, not combined, unfortunately. Uh, each. each. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, everyone. And we need to upload daily three times a day and all of you would have to watch yeah it would take a lot okay uh, <laughs> challenge yeah, accepted maybe one day okay <laughs> um where'd you want to go to next did you want to talk about Henrik Sedin sure yeah I'll take thank you <laughs> so, so the, you guys I'm laughing because I never see these banners this it's not that we're not prepared it's just like i know what we're going to talk about but i don't know what parker's going to type i love that yeah on a on a uh, i almost said it on a podcast not to be named but let's just say um it has the first three letters of our city in it yeah okay fine on the van cast thomas drance interviewed henrik sedin henrik made a joke at that it was his first podcast 
uh, appearance ever, but you know, we can make, we maybe we'll be a second podcast appearance ever, but in all seriousness, it was Probably. a really, <laughs> it was a really that and the million dollars for the Canucks after dark. Yeah. Logo. Um, it was a really good interview. Actually, Henrik seemed very, uh, at peace, calm, excited, talked about how, how crazy it's been for the past three months since him and Daniel joined the team as special advisors, everything from watching draft video until the Canucks trade away their draft pick to, um, being in the, in the pro scouting, uh, meetings to to lending input onto Oliver Ekman Larson before they made that big trade. But here, here's the one takeaway that I want to talk about Parker um, is Henrik Sedin. When, when asked about what's the plan for this year, actually one other thing, he said that Daniel's really getting into analytics, which is, which is kind of cool. Henrik didn't say that he was or wasn't, but I presume not. When asked about this season, Parker, uh, when Drance asked him about the season, he said, look, our core players our best players need to continue to get better. And he said, you can bring in the Oliver Ekman Larson's, the, the Garland's and the Dickinson's in, but at the end of the day, or at, it's gotta be your best players, your core players that are still leading. And a, a couple of people, not a lot, but a couple of people took that as a, as a, not a shot, but a response to PD's comments last week about wanting to play for a winning team and da da da. But I, to me, it just, this is what Henry's always said, right? You've talked about them. You have to be able to outplay your contract and the players that are going to be able to do that in an impactful way are your best players or as we call them the core players. So that's that's the biggest takeaway for me and I think when you when Henrik and Daniel were doing that for their 15 year careers, I think Petey, Hughes, Besser, Horvat and Demko, they all got to look at that and say, "Wow, um what a great example for us." Yeah. I didn't listen, so I don't have a ton to contribute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I I think again, it's it's just the the team is I'm not going to say they're in good hands, um, but at this <laughs> level, at the advisory level, they're in good hands. Yeah. Um, I, again, because these are two guys, you know, Henrik and Daniel Sedin are two guys who they're just going to they're just going to work harder than everyone else, like they did their entire careers. Um, and I think that's basically what we're going to what they're hoping to see from guys like Pedersen, right? They they look at at Pedersen and, and think, all right, this th- he has what it takes. Uh, and if he can reach his potential and, and work as hard as we did, uh, <laughs> if anyone worked as hard as they did, though, like if I worked as hard as they did, I'd be in the NHL uh, yeah. because their work work ethic was insane. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely uh, good things said uh, by Henrik Sedin. Yeah. One last thing, Parker, I forgot to mention is when they talked about guys from the 2011 team getting into coaching or management, Maholtra, Burroughs. Luongo, BXA on TV, right? There's a lot of those players that are doing out of, ho- or they're in hockey, but, you know, um, management type stuff. H- Henrik talked about how many leaders there were on that 2011 team, just how how stacked they were from a leadership perspective. So uh, obviously another key tenant of a, a winning team. And so hopefully we are moving towards something like that here 10 years later. I but hope so. we will see. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. All right. Uh, next up, uh, a returning segment, a recurring segment. Oh, uh, good. Don't do that. Um, basically, this is a segment where we ask you guys to tell us things that uh, shouldn't be done. Um, so if you uh, if you have any don't do that's for the week, leave them in the chat. We're going to jump to another topic, and then we'll come back. Uh, so this is a chance for you to uh, throw those in the chat, and we will read them out shortly. Uh, let's quickly touch on... Uh, you want to touch on Abbotsford? Sure. 
All right. Yeah, um, you go first. Yeah, this this banner isn't all we're going to talk about. Um, but basically, the reason we we thought about it is uh, the Abbotsford Canucks basically announced their season ticket prices uh, for this year. So if you are interested in becoming an Abbotsford Canucks season ticket member, it is going to cost you a decent amount of money. Um, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but it's it was a really interesting approach where there's like a if you're just doing the one year, there's a certain price, or you can do like a three, four, or five year term. Uh, like a cell phone contract kind of. Um, so those are options as well. Um, but I, what I more so wanted to talk about uh, and and bring this into is um, is just what this team is going to mean for the Canucks organization as a whole, uh, whether or not we are going to be going to a, a couple of games potentially. <laughs> um, and does this team have a, have a real shot um, at competing? I don't know what Melissa's comment is, but you can you can get to that in a few minutes. <laughs> that, that's awesome, but anyway. we'll get to it. Okay, um, but to answer your questions, to stay on topic and stay focused, yeah, I, I kind of we joked around about ten minutes ago about how the Canucks are going out and selling. I mean, uh, signing all these players, icing a competitive team, uh, building excitement in this market as they should, and maybe that's why their tickets are uh, quite high. And in fact, I got a text from my. So Mike is my season ticket partner. We split our seats, right? And then Jens is the guy who sat next to me. And Jens is the guy who actually did not renew his Vancouver Canucks tickets because he wanted to go Abbotsford. He actually texted me and said, Clay, I'm surprised at how high the tickets are. So yep. he actually bought corner instead of, you know, where he wanted to buy. He still bought seasons. Good for him. And uh, yeah, I, I think maybe it's just a sign of the times. Should we have expected them to go lower just to build interest? I think they know they're going to be, they're going to have interest anyways. They're going to have a good team. Yeah. It's going to be a hot ticket. And it's, it looks like it's actually going to be a really good team. Um, Yeah. And I, I think I I saw a comparison to like similar AHL markets in Canada. So like the Laval rocket, um, what are the other ones? The Toronto Marlies and the Manitoba moose uh, were the main ones I saw. And they were all about 25% cheaper uh, hmm. then the Canucks ones. Uh, so interesting that, uh, they're going with this high price point. Uh, but it is the first year, right? I think yeah. there's enough hype and interest, uh, in this team, in this market. I'm sure they did a lot of, you know, focus groups or at least one, maybe uh, if they were, if they had the focus if, group, yeah, a focus group, they just at the, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Actually, it was only one, two people, so it wasn't a group. It was a duo, a focus yeah, duo. They, yeah. they interviewed some people outside of the white spot on 264th and said, would you go to games? And they said, yes. And they're like, all right, raise the prices. Um, so, yeah. I, Wait, so uh, bottom line, how many games are you going to, do you think? Like, I'm not going to hold you to so this. So there's, what, but... 36 games? 36 home sure. games? Um, I'm going to put my over-under at four and a half. Okay. I say. I'll probably go to a handful. Um, you know, just little day trip, especially if they do, I know that they tend to do the occasional afternoon game on a weekend. I think right. something like that would be accessible, right? Go out in the, yeah. for the, for the morning. And correct me if I'm wrong. I looked very quickly, Parker, at the schedule before we, we started recording a lot of their game. They kind of do a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or like yeah. Friday, Sunday. Like it's a lot of weekends, right? Within. Yeah. I might get to, hopefully, you know, I'm going to say two or three. I know Jens is going to treat me to at least one or two of them, but then I got to treat him to a Vancouver game, which I don't know if that's, okay, that's that's for me to figure out. Yeah, I'll hit two or three as well. I, I kind of want to, do I care about who the opponent is? Maybe if I see someone good, but I probably won't even know by the time I walk in anyway. So, yeah. yeah. We should go All to right. one together. Sure, let's do it. Abbotsford Canucks after dark. 
<laughs> actually, actually meet each other from, in person I, from yeah. the Abbotsford Center. Uh, <laughs> we should location. go golfing. You could whoop my butt, and then we can go watch a game. Yeah, and we're gonna film it. We're gonna film the golf. We're oh, gonna gosh. get that done. We're gonna Canucks after dark the match coming to a screen near you eventually. I think you can sh- uh, shave four hours into four seconds by just showing you hitting and then me hitting. I, I, that's all people need to see. I think I, I don't think I'm as good as you think I am. <laughs> uh, your your Twitter picture is a guy uh, you golfing. Yes, isn't it? And yeah, that was that was like a year ago when I wasn't very okay. good. <laughs> um, right. All right, let's jump into some don't do that. So we do have a good handful of them clay anything that have caught your eye well i'm not sure what steel dog is saying where he says update your background so is he talking you don't like this wall this is i can't change the well i guess i could technically they they just kind of come off the wall but there's no way oh wrong one there's no way i'm changing this one yeah but you'll so you'll consider the one of your family that's the one you're willing to get rid of well of course before the one of me absolutely fair enough fair enough okay thank you that's it. No. <laughs> do you want to go to raspberry jam before we get into the other ones or i i got a little bit of jam on my shorts all right i had a i had an english muffin with with peanut butter and raspberry jam on it and i the next day my shorts were in the laundry and there was some jam on them and i get called out now apparently yeah apparently um, but i don't know just it's flavor you know you gotta... yeah like how would one how would one of our youtube viewers even know that I don't know. I feel <laughs> I feel stalked. <laughs> um, all right, let's do some real ones. <laughs> all right, uh, Nick, <laughs> NHL approves jersey ads. Fans, don't do that. Uh, yeah, I think this is I think this is pretty fair. Don't put ads. Don't don't give us more ads. We see so many ads. You know, I mean, I'm saying this is someone who runs ads on my YouTube videos. Um, but hey. <laughs> don't don't give me ads all right if you really don't want to see ads you can get around them uh but oh, these ones we can't yeah. so by the way actually it, it was funny in, in your video you you mentioned ad blockers and stuff do you have appreciation um, no i'll go the other way do you get upset when you find out that people have ad blockers not upset that's the wrong word no they can do what they want right do i use an ad blocker <laughs> oh i didn't know that okay. <laughs> um yeah you, <laughs> uh anyways moving on um what else do we oh, got here do coach go do coach robs right after melissa and and nick about the britannon banner that's a good one don't leave the banner of britannon up on the outside of rogers arena yeah. don't do that yeah that was kind of odd um it's still there, isn't it? being, yeah i saw some people like well they do them in september it's like yeah but you could do it before that like you you can take it down and just leave the blank wall up that's fine yeah um yeah and just and, an odd decision and I know this is a very polarizing topic. We don't have to get into it today. But this I'm not even talking about the investigation. He does not play for our team anymore. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> like, it's, it's that simple, right? Like, yeah, yeah. we're not saying you have to throw a Jason Dickinson banner up yet. But, I mean, you can just you get rid of just the ones. Photoshop his face on right on there. That would be good. Yeah, same jersey number. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Absolutely. Um. Uh, let's see here. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's not a don't do that, but Jeff's awesome. The very second to last comment. I watch the ads most times. Not all heroes wear capes. Well, uh, a very quick peek behind the curtain. Both uh, Parker <laughs> and I are blessed to have monetized channels. You have to meet certain criteria. And that's so that's why you see ads sometimes before our, our, our videos after and even in the middle, depending on how long the videos are. 
and yeah, every little bit helps. So we're not seeing you make you say you have to watch all 30 seconds. Mm. You can, you can go skip ads. I don't even know you, Parker, you know how these analytics work, but if, if you do have a chance to watch them for a couple of seconds, we appreciate you very much. And if the skip ad button comes up, just press it guys. It's, I mean, at the end of the day, like your one view, it's like a penny at most. Yeah. <laughs> so like, don't, don't be like, oh, I'm, I'm taking money from them. Like skip, skip the ads if you want to, like, I'm, I'm not yeah. going to be, I'm not going to be sad. No. But I still like that comment from Jeff. That was awesome. <laughs> what a what a hero. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm uh, I'm pretty slow on these comments right now. <laughs> yeah, actually, if you could put up a Shannon's uh, getting a van, I I, I just want to uh, share a really quick story. Uh, Shannon, oh, it's right under. Yes. So getting a van uh, and getting rid of a Kia Soul. Don't do that. So I don't know if so this is a reference to Coach Rob's beautiful Kia Soul. I was blessed to meet Coach Rob and Shannon on the weekend when I was in Victoria. Um, Rob drove Shannon to uh, the meeting spot an hour in his Kia Soul. And I think either she's bugging him or he's thinking about getting a van, which is cool. Um, I'm all for vans. I, I'm a Honda Odyssey guy. Well, Look at me. I'm a, I'm a typical dad, right? Like a family minivan. The minivan, of course. You you probably have a real cool car. What car do you have, Parker? Uh, I have a Miata, a newer Miata. Um, yeah. But I mean, Kia Souls are great. My mom had a Kia Soul. That's what yeah, that was. My, that's what I. That was like the. I think that was literally the first car I ever drove was a Kia Soul. There you and, go. Uh, they're they're fine. They're yeah, fun. My, my son they're Jacob cool. has one. It's great. You know, you can barely even see it. It's so small. Like it's, I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Uh, Marcus says, uh, sign PD and Hughes. Don't do that. Psych. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I haven't heard psych in like 30 years. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> no, that's, that's good. Yeah. Honestly, um, we are going to chat a little bit about PD and Hughes. I think we've chatted about them every week for the last yes. seven weeks. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they'll get done. I, we saw Rick Dollywall reporting live from Belmont golf course today. Oh. Uh, on Twitter saying that basically him just saying it's going to get done, chill out. It might be by the end of August. It might not. If it's not, don't panic. That's basically what we've mm. been saying. Like it's, it, it doesn't have to happen before training camp. Even yeah. like if it happens in the middle of training camp, it's fine. If it happens on October 11th, it's fine. <laughs> uh, they're going to be working out on their own. Um, so worst case, I mean, they're, they're both going to be playing for the team this year. Yeah, what's trippy, tricky, but precedent setting is Horvat wasn't signed until September 8th. Besser yep. wasn't signed until September 16th. So those are their two most important guys prior to these guys. And they weren't signed until the second week of September. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think we got, you're right, Parker. We got to brace ourselves for that reality. I, I think you want to get them in by camp, though, from a chemistry, just up to speed. PD coming off yeah. an injury. Yes, that's ideal. I don't think no. you I don't think you base your negotiations around it, though. Uh, because it's a lot more important than a couple, like a week of training camp. Absolutely. Um, you know, cap flexibility. <laughs> What's with this fangirl one YouTube support, not helping you. Oh yeah. I, uh, I, I did a, a VIP live stream. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, you can be members of a YouTube channel. Uh, basically you pay a set amount a month. Mine's three bucks a month. Just, uh, basically mm-hmm. an, a way to extra support if you want to it's 100 optional and uh did a live stream just for my vips and it wouldn't send out notifications and youtube support uh was not helpful um oh. uh, but he tried Bo at youtube support uh, not Bo horvat uh but you gave it a shot and i only gave you like five minutes because i had to go live um so yeah gave it a gave it a good shot 
Right. Okay. Okay. That's good. Well, those are that's good. We ran for about seven or eight minutes on don't do that. And we'll continue, especially as the season gets going and the Canucks do some cool or silly things. I'm sure we'll have a lot more, but that was a nice return to mm-hmm. one of the most popular segments in Canucks podcasting circles. History. Absolutely. Um, History. All right. These two kind of tie together, um, but we're going to let's talk a little bit about us. Let's talk a little bit about our show and sort of mm. our ideas for the season. And it sort of stemmed off of this happening. Um, the Canucks and the rest of the NHL released the, the actual schedule. So we got all the dates, uh, a few weeks back, like all the dates that the games would be on. Uh, but now we actually have start times. So what I was oh, able good. to do, uh, is I was able to sort of go through and figure out because at Canucks after dark, we have this whole Monday versus Wednesday war going on. Well, uh, just, we do. No one else does, but we, yeah. Do. Yes. yeah, uh, we, uh, <laughs> We start out by doing this on Mondays and then we switched to Wednesdays last month just because the dates worked better with the way the NHL schedule was going Um, and looking at it um, because we both obviously have plans for our channels uh, personally during the regular season, right? We make videos usually after most games, uh, the occasional streams. Um, And so it makes most sense for us because there's only, I think, three games on Mondays that are, or there's only two games on Mondays that are late games, like 7 p.m. Oh, um, good. So basically our thought was, well, we don't want to use Canucks After Dark as like a post-game recap show because we want to look at the whole week at a time. Uh, right. So our thoughts are um, starting in mid-September, it's going to be the beginning of season two of Canucks After Dark. Uh for the 2021-2022 season, uh, we're going to be jumping from Wednesdays back to Mondays uh, on September 13th. So you're going to have our regular uh, regular show on next Wednesday, the 25th, and the Wednesday after that, the 1st, and the Wednesday after that, the 8th. And then September 13th, we will jump back to Mondays, and we'll go Mondays through the whole season. Um, and we think this works out really well. It's going to be right around the start of training camp. Uh, and, uh, and Mondays just seem to work best for us. Yeah. And I, I just put up, uh, the schedule. There's three Monday, three Monday games, eight Tuesday. So that's the worst day, five Wednesday, five Thursday, six Friday, six Saturday and eight Sunday. So, um, yeah, three Monday is the least populated night of the seven nights. And some of those weekend games are, are afternoons, but the, the, the point being, yeah, we, we we run the least amount of risk of running against any post-game content or whatever we want to do. Also, uh, Parker, you and I were talking, Monday seems like a nice way to to start a week. You, you mm. can wrap up the week that was, look ahead to the week that is coming, and uh, and just get the week off to a great start. Yeah, and especially with, you know, like you said, the Canucks play eight times on Sundays uh, this season and uh, barely any times on Mondays. So, the, yeah. That really allows us to be like, all right, Sunday is the end of our, our week for hockey. And then, yeah, we can start the new week on Monday. We can look ahead at all the games coming up, um, you know, standings, everything like that. Uh, it'll be sort of a, a clean spot to do it. And yes, uh, Steel Dog asks 10 o'clock. Yes, 10 o'clock. Thank you, Parker. Will, Thank you, Parker. <laughs> will be uh, 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Uh, so those of you on the East Coast, I recommend uh, downloading the podcast the next day. Um, and those of you in Europe, you, you got a nice thing to wake up to, uh, the next morning. And those of you in Australia, as Australia is somehow 9% of our podcast listenership, Love uh, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, so these are sort of our plans for the season. 
speaking of which, uh, can you put up our Grant Laidley's uh, comment, please? Keep on producing content that flies in the face of qualified reporters. Do that. Grant, thank you very much for the compliment. I know we, we've seen you on this channel before, and uh, we appreciate that. You know, we are not uh, purporting to be report. I love saying purport and report in the same sentence. <laughs> we're not purporting to be reporters. Parker, we're not analysts. We are not. Uh, uh, we are simply two Canucks fans who love to chat, not only with each other, but more importantly with you, share what we know, what we think we know, and and make it fun. And and don't pretend, we don't pretend that we, we're better than we are. We know more than we are. No, we're two guys who who love watching these games and love talking about our team yeah at the end of the day you know we're we're two we're two just big hockey fans and uh we're two hockey fans who like making content about what we enjoy uh which is the vancouver canucks and uh and we have a fun show about it and yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna be breaking any news (laughs) we're just gonna (laughs) give our takes on news uh so yeah uh, the day you. Parker or I break some news ahead of like a Dolly War or something, that'd be cool. Um, it would be cool, but I think something would be wrong. Um, quite frankly, no, that'd be cool. We're gonna, we're I'm gonna try. You're gonna do it. Yeah, if it's if not true. Yeah, if there's we, anyone, I <laughs> can't imagine we just start breaking random stuff. PD science. Yeah. Oh, guys, breaking news. <laughs> Canucks after dark has it first. Oh man, uh, that'd be great. Um. But yeah, we have Alex Edler's our... uh, agent on the on the line. Well, <laughs> I'm happy to be on Canucks After Dark. Okay, sorry. That, was, that was a throwback to a joke from a that was, six weeks ago. But... That, that's a deep cut. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, other Wait, than Costco, that, Costco. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to talk about the Costco article. Ed, but Edmund put it. Edmund put it in the comments. Oh, did Edmund? Edmund gave us a yeah. 10 up, 10 up. Got it. Go uh, yeah. One. Someone on, on the uh, hockey subreddit did a, an analyst and an analyst and an analysis of the closest Costco's to each NHL arena. And the Canucks won, obviously, cause it's literally next door. Um, and I learned that there's no Costco in Buffalo. So Buffalo keeps that. getting worse and worse. Um, maybe that's uh, why Jack Eichel wants to leave. Yeah, and the Buffalo Bills, maybe, apparently. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it was, it was funny. I saw this on Twitter, and someone asked, what, uh, the Canucks play at Costco? <laughs> like, it Basically, like a- yeah. Um, anything else we <laughs> wanted to I, – I, that's all the banners I had. Um, we got 15 minutes left. So, guys, with 15 minutes to go in the show, uh, this is your chance to – let us know what you want to talk about. Throw in a topic, throw in a question. It can be Canucks related. It can be hockey related, although we are in the dead middle of the off season. So if you have other random questions for us, um, like uh, is a hot dog a sandwich, which I'm not getting into because it's too polarizing, um, <laughs> but things of that nature, you can ask us those as well. I like this comment from Marcus. I'll let you read it. <laughs> Clay's hair looks awful. Psych, it's epic. Well, two things, Marcus. Uh, if you're talking about the hair that I actually do have, thank you. And secondly, um, actually three things. Secondly, you can't be a, the founder of the GLCPC if you don't have at least decent hair, right, Parker? You know that very well. Absolutely, yes. And thirdly, I'm only three years away from my 50th birthday. Yes, I know I look young and I act even younger. So for my 40th, I am going, to, um, I pulled out the flat top. Oh, actually, I think you can see it right there. Oh yes, yeah. Look at that behind-the-scenes look here, folks. Yeah, so that was me 
back uh this isn't good for the the audio listeners but yeah that was me seven years ago i'm gonna i'm gonna grow that out again parker for my 50th for sure in three years hashtag hair hashtag style hashtag um oh what else can i do here uh, hashtag canucks awesome what's that for uh, that's just on twitter oh oh gosh oh no okay <laughs> uh anyways <laughs> um do you want to pick any uh, any, yeah, actually, any questions out of here? Can you go seven up to Edmund uh, really quickly? Talk support full vaccination for fans. Yeah, we're starting to hear this a lot, right? All mm-hmm. the Toronto sports teams, uh, Vegas, Allegiant Stadium for their for their uh, NFL team. I think it's a matter of time, and yeah. um, like it or not, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and, it's going to happen. And, to answer and, uh, the question, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it as well. Um, yeah. Not that our opinions really matter, because uh, <laughs> I mean, general the general public is okay with it. And, uh, you know, general public, uh, you know, if 75, 80% of the people are for it and the, the team's going to do what they say. Uh, so yeah, works for me. Parker, I just saw your tweet. I'm, I'm impressed with your ability to multitask. That was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, for those of you, it was meant for the audio listeners, uh, okay. so audio listeners, you can go to my, my Twitter and see that yes. beautiful, beautiful luscious hair uh from from seven years ago love it all right let's go um fangirl when is the latest that hughes and pd will get signed so it's not like when is the latest they can be signed they have to sign basically by by the end of the calendar year or else they can't play this year when will they when will they get signed i think parker nailed it um i we expect well i expect mid-september like at the latest at the latest i think latest is before the first preseason game Okay. Um, yeah. Which is like late September. Um, yep. However, I mean, latest, yeah, like December 31st or whatever the actual deadline is. Because yeah. <laughs> they're not going to play. But yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, do you want to go to. Oh, uh, Lu- hashtag Lu- mullet. I missed that one. Darn. <laughs> There's Roberto Luongo. Uh, do you think Hughes wants to play for an American team? Oh, I thought uh, I thought you were going to say this one <laughs> from Roberto oh, Luongo. <laughs> well, I, I like that I one too. <laughs> everyone, everyone, type in the chat. Uh, he, he, if you don't know Parker's actual age because he's divulged it like once before, um, put in the chat how old you think Parker is. Honestly, I, I'd love to see this. I already said that I'm 47, um, but I'd love to know how old you guys think Parker is. All right, let's go to his actual question while we wait for those. Oh, yes. uh, do that. you yeah. do you think Hughes wants to play for an American team? Uh, and I mean, we can also sort of extrapolate this to the Devils. <laughs> yes. What do you say? Um, I think he's. I don't think he's outspoken enough to care. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah, he doesn't seem like. Yeah, that I, I'm sure it'd be a nice to have, but I don't think it's a need to have. Um, I just I I hope that he wants to excel for whatever team he's with, and right now that's us, and it could be for as as low as two or three years, or as as high as seven or eight years that we'll find out in the next month or so. So no, I, I haven't heard any inkling either. I agree with you, Parker, on that. I I like these ages. There's a th- yeah. The only only two people got it right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we got. We, I said thirty six. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had 24, 23, 24, 23, 23, 23, 27, 20. Yep. Uh, 24, uh, seven, uh, <laughs> uh, 24 is the correct answer. Yeah. Gotcha. So last year we was the only time that I was double his age for you math wizards mm-hmm. out there. 34. All right. Uh, JDS says, Hey guys, how's it going with you? We're great. Thanks for joining. Yeah. That is Jamie. Uh, yeah. Jamie Shea, Jamie sports talking more. That's awesome. Jamie. Nice to see you. Thanks for coming in. 
Oh, uh, question from Steel Dog. How much will you be covering the Abbotsford Canucks? Somebody very good and local talent. Um, I haven't thought about this um, because I've started to think of my plans. I, I barely have my plans together for the regular Canucks this season. Um, because, I mean, I basically am, am I have like a hundred. There's going to be I'm going to post like 140 times during the Canucks season, right? Like it's probably going to be around <laughs> there, right? Um, so how much time do I have to devote to the Abbotsford Canucks? I might touch on them a little bit, uh, during the show. Maybe we'll do like a five minute update yeah. on the team be like, Hey, this is what they did last week. They, especially since we are doing it on a Monday. And if they do play usually like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or around there, uh, we can just be like, Hey, the Abbotsford Canucks went two and one D Pietro got a shout out X, Y, Z, uh, and, and do something like that. So I think that might be sort of the extent of it, except for when maybe we go to a game or two, uh, and, and talk about it, uh, after yeah. that. I, I like that idea. And thank you for the, the interest steel dog. And I think he's not the only one, right. That will be interested mm-hmm. in how our team is doing. So I, I love your idea, Parker. Maybe we, we indeed do a five minute segment and just Abby update or whatever it is. We can call it downtown, downtown app. Okay. I'll be quiet. No. Might, hold on. No, you might be onto something here. We'll work with that. We're going to work okay, okay. it. <laughs> Writing it down. Downton Abbey <laughs> reference. All right. All right. Uh, pick the next one. Let's go, Noah. Noah L. Who do you think? Who do you think makes the team? Rathbone or Yulevi? And do you think Yulevi would get taken if he's placed on waivers? And do you think Shen and Hunt both make the team since they are veterans? I know, Parker, you talked about this at last year's. At last year's last week's stream about the and to to give everyone the very Coles notes. It's interesting because they all uh, Yulevi Rathbone and Hunt all make different amounts of money. Uh, obviously, but Rathbone does not need to clear waivers, and that's the biggest factor, right? One of them. Yeah, I think we're gonna see either Rathbone's on the roster or Yulevi's in the press box. Yeah, um, is sort of my bet, and one of them will be in the AHL. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think I think it's most likely that they don't want to waive Yule Levy. So we see yep. Yule Levy as the seventh or eighth defenseman uh, if they do carry uh, 13 and eight. Um, yep. Yep. Otherwise, if Rathbone really excels, uh, I could see them calling them up and then having to waive Yule Levy, ideally on that day where everyone in the NHL gets waived. Yeah. Um, uh, so when you say, do I think Yule Levy would get taken if he's placed on waivers? Probably unless it's on that one day, like which is like the roster deadline where mm-hmm. no team has roster space and there's like 150 players on waivers in the same day. Um, yeah. yeah. So th- that's that's my answer to the first half of the question. Yeah, and I, I like Noah's second question. Do you think Shannon Hunt will make the team? I do. Uh, I think those are two guys that uh, if you try and get them through waivers may get taken. Didn't um, Shen sign a two-year contract too? It's not only one year. I think it's two. It is two. Okay. Um, I don't know. You think both of them make the team? I, I could see them being a seven, eight, right? Seven and eight. And then one of you, Levy Rathbone being six. And then the other one being sent down. Yeah, I could. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Cool. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just trying to like think of the defenseman. So that would mean like, I mean like Poolman, Hamannick. Yep. All of them. Okay. I guess there's room. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Pullman, Hamannick, and then um, and then Myers, Myers. On, the, on the on the right, and then Oyel Hughes, and then one of Rathbone Levy, and then you have seven eight as Hunt and Hunt and gotcha. Shen. That's what I think they're gonna do. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah, makes sense to me. We will see. Um, um, favorite TV show. 
Oh, what's your favorite TV show? Right now, that's still on TV is The Blacklist, and I'm a oh, I'm a crim- so long. Oh, I love it, and I'm a Criminal Minds guy and a Survivor guy as well. Oh, Survivor's great. I watch you? it. I watch it once every few years, and I love it. <laughs> um, we should do Survivor with all of our like subscribers. It would be funny. That would be great. Yeah. We all just survive. Um, just oh, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> uh, let's, let's move on. Um, What's your favorite, favorite TV, TV show? show? I don't know. This is always such a tough question for me because I don't have any like any good at right now. Currently that's on. I think is Ted Lasso. Uh, okay. Great show. Um, yeah. I don't even think I have a favorite all time that I can think of, but that's my go-to that's... right now. Awesome. Awesome. Um. <laughs> Uh, I'm just, I'm just reading and like laughing. I like at jokes that other people say. <laughs> no, pe- people, people are pretty funny today, actually. Yeah, you guys are, you guys are in peak off season form. Yes, off season form. Let's go. Uh, time for hockey. Who on the Canucks will surprise people this season? I have two. I think that Jack Rathbone. I know if he makes a team, like as we just talked about. I think he's going to be really good this season. I really do. Uh, whether he starts the season with the team or ends up coming up because he is the easiest one to send down to Abbotsford, I do think he'll surprise people. And then I'd say up front, um, maybe one of the two new guys because we don't know much about Garland. Dick- I think people are going to love Garland right away, but I think Dickinson might be sneaky, really sneaky good for us as we talked about right off the top. Yeah, I think my problem here is I don't see many people getting – I don't see many positive surprises, right? Yeah. I think unless like Oliver Larson is like the only option <laughs> for something like that. Right. Um, but I think everyone in Canucks world is pretty high on every player usually. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like Pedersen can score 40 goal or 35 goals, 40 goals this year. And he's not really going to surprise anyone. Cause we're hoping for that. Right. Um, so I'm going to flip this question on you. Who will surprise you negatively next season? You know, that's that's a really fascinating look into, uh, uh, seriously, into the way you took that question because you're right, Time for Hockey doesn't say anything about who will surprise you positively, but you went the other way, which is good. So who's going to negatively surprise me? I hope, I hope, Parker, it's not Tucker Pullman. I, I really want him to succeed, but he's hmm. already up against this massive mountain of doubt. Right, <laughs> because of his contract, it's not his fault. Um, nope. The other one, get yeah. the bag, man. <laughs> do what you got to do. Um, uh, any of these new guys, like I, I want Halak to do well. We know what we're getting in Sutter. You know, the the other thing I hope doesn't happen, but if Pod Colson gets off to a slow start, that was my thought. And and if Cole Caulfield takes off, and and you know Trevor Zegers ch- takes off. There are going to be people talking, right? Yeah, yeah, I think the most likely to ha- to underachieve is Pod Colson, just because I think w- we've all built so much hype up around him. Mm-hmm. Um, Pullman's also a decent option. Um, <laughs> my first instinct was Halak, um, ah. because I mean Halak's been good for a long time. It's got to stop at some point, <laughs> right? <laughs> like he's thirty six. Right. Um, I, I think Halak will be good. I'm not saying I hope he'll be bad. I'm not saying I think he'll be bad. I'm saying the most likely to underachieve might be Halak. Um, that's my, yeah. that's my take. That's fair. That's fair. I got, I think we've got time for one more. How about, uh, how about Sietas? I like that one. Which, uh, which teams? Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, I haven't studied. Oh, sorry, bud. Uh, which teams do you see as being the most improved after this off season? Admittedly, I haven't studied a lot. I'm so excited about what the Canucks have done. 
I think Winnipeg has quietly improved their team. I, well, I just think of their D at least. Um, I think they've improved their team a little bit. Although I'm not sure what they did up front now that I think about it. But right, they brought Schmidt. They, didn't they get DeMello? Um, I think so. Anyone else? I, 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 I don't should look follow. this up. I, I have not paid enough attention. <laughs> no, sorry, I shouldn't have picked this question. No, <laughs> sorry, it's fine. It's fine, it's fine. Um, uh, Seattle. Seattle's going <laughs> to go from zero points last year to something in the 70s, 80s, or 90s. Uh, and that's going to be a big improvement for them. And LA intrigues me. Uh, LA is going to be, I think LA is yeah, probably the not, answer. Yeah, not just Edler, but they got Philip Deneau, right? Who else did they get? Um, oh, I don't know. I, I, I stop after either, I name like two I guys. I feel like they got better. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things where it's like I remember I remember three weeks ago thinking that LA was gonna be better after right, free agency. Right. And then I don't remember what happened three weeks ago. Okay, we'll we'll research better next time. Sorry about that. Yeah, remember, <laughs> we're not insiders. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, oh, last one. Let's let's end with a good one. Uh um favorite player on the Nucks. Nice easy one. Softball for you, Parker. I'm kidding. <laughs> Just to me. Um my favorite my favorite player right now is probably Elias Pettersson. Um, mm. However, uh, that could become Niels Hoaglander really fast. Nice. I like that. I'm going to go Bo Horvat, uh, as I've mentioned many times, and I'll give a second to Brock Besser. I don't think you can go wrong there. Um, it is 11, which means we, we should wrap up. Although that I was think fast. I, I, do, I really like this question, though. From okay. Noah, uh, looking way into the future, oh. who makes the all-star teams on the Canucks out of our top guys? Now, there is going to be an all-star break, even if they go to the Olympics, which is crazy to me. Yep. Um, they're doing both. Um, so Noah suggests Patterson, Miller, Hughes, Besser, Demko, Garland, Horvat, maybe OEL as just sort of like the guys who are sort of on the table, right? Um, yep. And I think this is fair. There's no one missing here. Yeah. Um, do you know what the format is? Are they doing three on three again, and like divisions? Yeah, if they if it's the old format, do they take three goalies or two? Three aside. Okay, my answer is Demko. Each one I, I don't, period. I don't see three better goalies in the Pacific Division than Demko, so I'm saying Demko. Yeah, I think Demko's most likely. Yeah, um, actually, I think Patterson's most likely. Okay, I could see it being. Because it's so easy for me to be like, oh, yeah, Patterson's all-star caliber, Besser's all-star caliber, right? But all these other teams have all-stars too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Patterson, Besser, and Demko are still your best bets. Yeah. Uh, if Besser lights it up like he is in the Debuty League right now. where <laughs> the beauty, Debuty League. If he can score, if Besser's on like a 35, 40-goal pace, then he's probably the favorite. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're looking at between, you know, Patterson, Besser, Demko as your most likely Unless, you know, unless the Canucks are at like the top of the division at yeah. the time all-star break comes around and then they'll pull a lot of guys. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So if you, and you have to pick one of those three, who are you picking? Like, let's say the only have one. Brock Besser. Okay. You got Besser. I got Demko. Gonna, I like it. it as, Cause I think he's most likely to score a lot of goals <laughs> yeah. and just get a lot yeah. of votes. They should just take Pullman and stick him right in front of the net and see what happens. Yep. Yeah, throw, <laughs> throw them out there. All right. 
that is it for us for this week. And like we mentioned, we'll be back next Wednesday. Uh, if you guys want to follow more from us, of course, you know, we noticed there's a couple of a uh, couple of fresh faces here uh, for yes. the first time. So make sure you're subscribed to this channel. You can subscribe to both of us on YouTube, Parker's Pucks, Canuck Clay. Uh, just search for those. They're linked in the description of both the podcast and the video. Uh, you can follow both of us on Twitter. Uh, also the same as our YouTubes. I'm at Parker's Pucks. He's at Canuck Clay. Uh, and we'll be, uh, we do this every week and we'll keep doing it every week. Uh, season two, starting in a month, uh, which will be a lot of fun. Clay, any parting words? Yeah. You know, I'm just anticipating what next week's show is going to look like (laughs) if there's no contract movement with our two all-stars, uh, we may have to be, um, searching Reddit pretty hard. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, hopefully we get some news this week. Uh, yep. The last two weeks, we've had one big news thing, right? Right. This week was Jason Dickinson. Last week was that Patterson article that kind of saved us. Yep. Um, so we just, we just need one thing. Otherwise next week might just be a bunch of questions, uh, yep. <laughs> which is fine as well. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll make it work. We will make it work. Anyways, everyone, thank you for spending your Wednesday night with us. Uh, and we will see you next week.